Welcome to Believe in God with Joel Carmichael. Today's episode is going to enhance your faith in God and encourage you as a believer. As we get started today, we encourage you to share this, whatever platform you're watching. Also like and subscribe to Believe in God with Joel Carmichael. Now, let's get right into this life-changing message. Hello and welcome again to the Believe in God podcast. I'm Joel Carmichael. Today is going to be a little bit different. And the reason why I say that is because today we have a very special guest, my mother. So mother, you may now release what the Lord has laid on your heart to share with us. Thank you, Joel. It's an honor to be with you today. I appreciate you inviting me to share. Um, Very quickly, I want to share something just on the subject of hope and help. And I was actually working on an assignment for school where we're um, studying the book of Mark and breaking it down into pieces and studying the works of Jesus. And as I was reading in Mark chapter 5, there was a passage that really stood out to me. And I believe that it did because it was for this broadcast. And in Mark 5, And it's verses 1 through, let me see, 1 through 20. And then the same story is actually told as well in Luke 8, 26 through 29. And what the story tells about is Jesus had gone into the town. And I believe it's called the Gerasenes. I have a hard time saying it. And I didn't check the pronunciation before the podcast. But Jesus came into the region of the Gerasenes, and when he gets there, he meets a man. And this story is so sad, but also so powerful, because what happens is he arrives into the region, and he climbs out of the boat when he just gets there. And the Bible records that there's a man who's possessed by an evil spirit, and that the man came out of the tombs to meet him. And that's just so sad to me because as we read more and more of the story, this man really, really was pitiful. And um, the Bible says that he was bound by evil spirits and tormented. Well, I'm reading from Mark 5, but the passage in Luke 8 actually says in verse 27 that he had been bound and tormented for a very long time. And um, the people there of the day, they couldn't do anything for him. They could not bring him any relief. Um, There really was no help for him. So what they did was they would try to tie him up and restrain him um, so that he couldn't hurt other people. Um, But whenever they would do it, he would just snap the chains from his wrist and smash the, the shackles. And the Bible says that no one was strong enough to subdue him. So this man was tormented in and of himself. The religious people of the region could do nothing to help him. So he was spiritually bound. But then because religion couldn't help him, they tried to physically bind him. So he was physically bound. But even that wouldn't work. So they ended up isolating him and sending him off to a place where he couldn't hurt anyone else. He was still hurting himself 
you know, it talks about how he would wander the caves howling and cutting himself with sharp stones. So he didn't have relief, but they put him away. They got the problem away because there was nothing that they could do for him. And it's a hopeless looking situation. And it's very sad. And as I was reading this, you know, I just felt compassion rising up in my heart on this story. You know, so not only was he bound and tormented and isolated and then sent off by himself, but he had been in this hopeless situation for a really long time. Well, as we continue to read, what we find out is when Jesus arrives on the scene, the situation changes because Jesus comes. And when the demons who were within this man began to see him, they started to manifest or they started to reveal themselves, you know, and there were certain superstitions of that time, but how much they knew about demons and devils and deliverance, we, we really don't know. It's not super clear. The people just knew that there was something wrong with him. But when Jesus came on the scene and the anointing and the power that Jesus brought with him came on the scene, he brought revelation and clarity to what was going on. Because a lot of times, you know, when people are dealing with situations and circumstances, and maybe it is dealing with an evil spirit or a demon, but sometimes it can be other things too. You know, people can deal with physical ailments. They can deal with emotional or mental turmoil. And maybe they dealt with it a long time, just like the man at the tombs did. They don't know always what it is. But this story is a great example that when the power of God comes on the scene, when the anointing comes on the scene, there also comes revelation on what exactly is being dealt with. And that's what happened in this story. When Jesus came, the revelation came and um, it became quite clear that this man who was tormented was being tormented by many demons. You know, I say many demons. The guy said, or the demon said, my name is Legion because there are many of us inside this man. Um, so yeah, I mean, there were many demons tormented him. And then it says in verse 10 that the evil spirits begged him, and that would be Jesus, again and again, not to send them to some distant place. Well, the reason they did this, and this comes to point number three, was because not only did Jesus coming on the scene bring clarity and revelation it also he also brought power and deliverance the anointing brought that power to set him free and the demons recognized this and they began to beg Jesus if you're gonna make us leave send us you know send us into those pigs don't send us into the pit and um, Jesus said okay but he said get out go and it was such a powerful thing to see and it was such a hope-filled thing to see because this man who had for a long time been tormented he had been a long time unwell he had a long time been without hope you know religion couldn't bring deliverance to him you know there was nothing in that point of time that could bring him relief and he was so pitiful and he was so isolated and tormented and Jesus came, the anointing came and brought the clarity of what was going on and then also brought the answer or the deliverance to fix what was going on. Because there is times 
you know, we deal with situations and circumstances. And like I alluded to earlier, maybe we don't know what the problem is, but maybe sometimes we do know what the problem is, but we still can't fix it in and of ourselves. And that will still create a sense of hopelessness. But with Jesus, there's always hope. With Jesus, there's the revelation, but there's always the fix and the breakthrough too, because the anointing sets us free. And as I was studying this passage and I was seeing all of these points and it was stirring up compassion, but it was also stirring up hope. And what I felt like I needed to share today was twofold. It was for two groups of people. The first one is for people who have been dealing with things for a long time and it's begun to wear on them. You know, for some people, it may be that they've had to fight spiritual warfare. Maybe there's been a demon spirit that they've had to battle, but that doesn't always, it's not always a demon when we're battling with something, you know, not all mental health struggles or physical health struggles are demonic in nature. There are other things that can cause them too, but whatever it is, even if you've dealt with it for a long time, Jesus and the anointing can bring revelation of what you're dealing with. And then he can also bring breakthrough and healing and deliverance, whatever the circumstances, whatever its source, the anointing and the power of God is enough to bring breakthrough. And it doesn't matter if other people maybe haven't been able to help in the past. There is hope. And I just feel like there's a group of people today that need to hear that there is hope for you. There is hope for healing. There's hope for clarity and deliverance. You can be free. You can be free. But then I feel like there's also a second group of people and that there's people that God would like for them to begin to be used in helping to bring hope to other people. Because we interact with people every day of our life. And there's people, you know, again, like the story in Mark 5 and Luke 8, they're tormented. They don't have hope. They don't know what to do. You know, um, they're dealing with all of these hurtful things. Maybe they've been isolated and outcast by people who should have been able to help them and didn't. But if you're listening to this and you're a Christian, you have the anointing and the power to help bring freedom to them. And I would like to encourage you in that today. Um, you were called to this. The Bible says that the very same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells within our mortal bodies. And it says that greater is he who is in us than he who's in the world. We're taught that we've been given um, authority and, and the ability to help um, bring deliverance and healing to people. That is within us. It's a call that we've been given. So I want to encourage you, second group of people, make a difference and bring hope. And then finally, I have two just last points that I want to share on this. Um, and it's for both groups of people too, those who are looking for breakthrough or healing and also those who want to help carry it to others. Don't let the opinions of people stop you. In verse 17 of Mark 5, it says, the crowd began to plead with Jesus to go away and leave them alone. And it says a similar thing in verse 37 of Luke 8. When the presence of the Lord shows up and God begins to move, whether it's your own healing and deliverance, 
that you're receiving or it's what you're helping somebody else get. People don't always appreciate it. And sometimes they'll criticize and even persecute. But don't let their opinions stop or discourage you. You keep pressing for your breakthrough. You keep pressing to help other people find breakthrough. It doesn't matter if they don't have compassion. You have compassion. You just walk it out and you contend for it. Because Jesus displayed this as being the most important thing. The people maybe didn't realize what was going on, but that's okay. They may not, well, they may not realize right now what God is doing and what's going on. That's okay. You keep your eyes focused on Jesus and you keep doing what you think that he would have you do and what he would give to you. Don't let people stop you. And then when you're contending for breakthrough, whether it's your own or you're helping someone else, rejoice in what the Lord has done for you. Rejoice in it unashamedly. Rejoice in what he's doing for other people and then share it. Because when we share the goodness of the Lord, it builds faith in others. It builds our own faith, but it also builds faith in others. In verses 18 through 20 of Mark 5 or 38 through 9 of Luke 8, it says, as Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. But Jesus said, no, you go home to your family and you tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how merciful he's been. So the man started off to visit the regions, the towns of that region, and he proclaimed the great things Jesus had done for him. And everyone was amazed at what he had told them. So this man, tormented, living in the cemetery, you know, um, couldn't be restrained, cutting himself, goes from the tormented demoniac to the evangelist of the region. So when God brings breakthrough for you, or you see him bring breakthrough for others, with wisdom, of course, we don't tell other people's private business, but take that victory and use it to point people to Jesus, not to yourself, you know, not to our own abilities, but we can use it to spread Jesus and to tell others about the gospel. So I want to pray for two people today. The first people that I would like to pray for are two groups of people are those who you need freedom and you need some hope right now. And then secondly, I want to pray for the people who don't have a relationship with Jesus and they need to come to know him. So I want to pray, first of all, for those who need hope. Heavenly Father, I thank you for each and every person who is listening to this um, and who's going to listen to it in the future. And I thank you that no matter what they are dealing with and no matter how long they've been dealing with it, that the anointing of the Holy Spirit, that the power of God is more than enough to bring clarity, to bring revelation, and then also to bring deliverance and to set them free. I rebuke any um, discouragement, any despondency that would be trying to come against them. And I speak hope. I speak freedom. I speak breakthrough. I speak courage and persistence, and I declare that they will find the answers and they will find what they need and that they'll be free and able to walk fully 
and the grace and the blessing that you have for them. Because yes, that is your will for them. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I would like to pray with you. Because you know, we all, the Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And every person who has ever lived, you know, even if you haven't done anything terrible, you still need a Savior. You still need a relationship with Jesus Christ. And you receive that by faith. The Bible says that if we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouth that Jesus um, was raised from the dead, that we'll be saved. So I want to pray. I want you to repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you sent Jesus and he was born as a baby. He lived a sinless life. He died on the cross and he rose again and he did it for me. And I receive him now as Savior and as Lord. I thank you that my sins are forgiven, that I now belong to your family. Thank you for it, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Well, thank you, Mother. That's all the time we have today, but until next time, I want to encourage you to like and subscribe to this podcast, and I also want to encourage you to join me again next week as we learn how to believe in God. God bless you. You've been listening to Believe in God with Joel Carmichael. We trust that this message was life-changing and encouraging to your faith. We encourage you to like and subscribe to Believe in God with Joel Carmichael and share this to those who will benefit from these life-changing messages. We want to pray for you today at Believe in God Ministries. Father, we pray for our friends. God, we speak your blessing over them in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. And until next time, we want to encourage you to believe in God.